What's up, Danny? How much? <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Good little catch up. Hey, um, embrace the journey. We'll see you next week. I <laughs> um, feel like you guys got everything you needed out of that. Um, okay, so today I want to talk about church because yeah. I'll tell you why. Because I know you were wondering. Um, <laughs> someone asked us on TikTok, they're like, do you guys still go to church? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we do. But it's kind of interesting that we're occupying this deconstruction space as to... Churchgoers, right? Yeah. And so, I guess I wanted to talk about today, like what the role of church in deconstruction, and mm. I, I mean, honestly, I want to ask the question of like, is it essential in deconstruction or not? Mm. I would be interested to hear your thoughts. On this. I think it is. Okay. I, I think there is an interesting false dichotomy that's made that for if you're deconstructing for some reason you don't need to or want to be in the church i think deconstruction the safest place to do it is in the church it can also be the most harmful place to do it depending on what church you're in but i think in the perfect world church should be that should might be the wrong word but i'll say it anyway i think church should be the place that you do it because in theory it's the place we've talked about before you're wrestling with big questions Mm -hmm. you're surrounded with people that care about you and I think, like, go back to the book of Acts. Like, I think they're deconstructing there. I think all throughout the other epistles, like, they're deconstructing things. And that's in the context of the church. So I know that you don't mean it this way. But I think when some people hear pastors say, yeah. you have to deconstruct in the church. Honestly, even in my own, like, cynicism, what I hear when pastors say that is, do it almost like... almost like the analogy of parents like giving kids alcohol but like doing it in the basement like like we'd rather you do it here than go somewhere else like it's almost like i want to have control over this thing that you're doing yeah so don't leave so that i still have a say over what's going on and so that you don't deconstruct past the point that i'm comfortable with yeah so how do you navigate that as someone who is in that spiritual leader space Mm. and i i do think that that is a baggage people bring in if they're deconstructing in a church setting yeah. Well, again, I would double down. I do think it should be the safer place to do it is in the church, but it shouldn't be at the cost of micromanaging it. Like that, mm. and I think it's a different thing. Like, if I'm saying the place you should do it at the church, it's not because I need to have a role in it. It's because I believe there's a safe space that we're creating here for you to do that. And if we're created to be in community, which Excellent. I mean, from the first book of the Bible in Genesis, like there's father son and holy spirit there's adam and eve like there's people in community together like life wasn't meant to be done alone Mm -hmm. and i think for us to understand like hey the best and safest place to do this isn't alone because think about like sometimes the worst place i can do things is by myself because i have no one to crowdsource my thoughts with like if i'm in danny's own echo chamber think of how destructive that could be and so the reason that I think the church is the safest place to do is because you have other people that can lift you up in that, and life wasn't meant to be done alone. But it doesn't mean that I have to be like, well, oh, you're too far, Emily. Like, step yeah. back in bounds. But it's like, hey, have you thought about this from this perspective? Like, that's my role as a pastor is to help walk alongside you, but to not, like, gatekeep you and micromanage you. So 
I, I agree with you. I do think that, like, so I, I took a break from church for a while, for about six-ish months, and mm-hmm. then I came to your church, and pla- it was a place where I felt like I had the freedom to continue to deconstruct and process in community. But for a long time, especially if you've grown up in the church, most, if not all, of your community is now a part of a group that you are unlearning and undoing from. It's so... on. I, I think it's hard sometimes to find... It's easy to say you should deconstruct in community. Sometimes it's really hard to find. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I think the hard thing is finding that community, right? Like, and if... I think if... Because we could do the get this question a lot. Like, do you guys go to church? Like, are you... Like, how can you be a part of church? There is this, like... Again, false dichotomy that if you're deconstructing, you're probably not a part of a church anymore. Mm -hmm. But the question I would ask is, like, is the community you're in, like, if they're not allowing you to deconstruct, is it the healthiest, safest community? And if they're not, like, why are they not letting you do that? Or, like, why are they fearful of it? Because, and this is going to sound really mean to other churches, but that seems more like a cult than it does seem like a community that's, like, allowing you to get closer to Jesus. Like, if they want to control everything you think, that seems less like what jesus would have yeah but it's like okay so i think people can get on board with the fact that if you're in a church that isn't encouraging deconstruction there's maybe something fishy going on but then i think there's more people that would say the opposite actually if you're in a church that is encouraging deconstruction they would say that's the fishy thing right that's the prevailing culture would say our church is the fishy one the cult yeah the cult um why why do you think people say that sorry it's kind of a tangent but what do you like what do you think the root of that is yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's bucking the system, and it's, like, there's fear in saying, like, oh, you're going to allow a place for things that I've valued for a really long time, that I've held up, that I've built my life around, structures that I value to be torn down. Like, it's like being in a house and watching people, like, literally renovate it while you're in it, and it's, like, things that you really enjoy. Mm. And so I think for people that don't like seeing that in the mm-hmm. church or would speak ill of what we're trying to create and the community trying to do it's because they see it at the expense of their thing and maybe the implications it will have if all the things they care about do get deconstructed so that's so they don't like that someone who's claiming to have the same title of church is being more okay with the idea of unlearning some things that they've fought really hard for i'm just trying to yeah i think it's right okay i think people this is my unfounded uneducated assumption of what people think (laughs) i think people care more about the system the structure and the thing that they're a part of than they do about jesus and the people that are like oh you're deconstructing and that's sinful it's because they care more about the institution than they do about their faith in jesus i agree but i don't think that people realize that i don't think the people who are so anti-deconstruction even realize that yeah. I really think this is my unfounded. I love the word. Just like this is what people think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that people really think it's about hell. Say more. Like I, I think that they think that they are fighting for the gospel. Yeah. I don't think that they are fighting for power. Like I, it's easy to look into it and be like, that's what it is, and I get that, and I think that I fully agree, but I, I don't feel like they realize that. Yeah. Well, again, and we've dabbled in this before, but I do think that's an underlying thing that falls in deconstruction is like, don't do this because you're actually going down a path to hell. And I think there is some of that in there. And um, 
and this could turn into like a uh, a hate speech on people that yeah. <laughs> that are anti deconstruction. So I don't want to go necessarily that yeah, direction. Yeah. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but I do like go back to the church thing. Like for me, like I value it. I'm a pastor. Like I'm even. I just talk smack about people valuing the institution. I'm a part of the institution. So to me, I value it at least to some degree. Right. But for you, like as a person stepping back into it, like that person's comment on TikTok, like Mm. what was your response to them in saying like, are you guys a part of a church? And then what was your specific role in that response? Like for you personally, because I think you spoke for both of us. Yeah. Sorry. But what is like, where do you see, the need a role space of church and deconstruction so what i said to that that person is i said yes we do go to church and i'm so thankful that i have found a space where i can wrestle with that because that's something that i really longed for but i wanted to make it really clear that even though we are churchgoers i didn't want this space to feel like it was a place that was only safe for people who are deconstructing in the church setting mm. because when i like a not that long ago when i was unchurched for a season I would have loved to have some sort of podcast like this because I really wanted to belong I I love church I've always loved church it's always been just really important to me and so to be unchurched for a season was not like a easy cop-out decision it wasn't like a I just want to do what I want it was a I'm going every week to a church and just getting so pissed off I don't think this is doing anything for my relationship with God. And I asked some trusted people and they were like, I mean, yeah, like take a break, I guess. Yeah. I know. And I even, I remember talking to my, my aunt about it and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, like I haven't been going to like church this semester. And she was like, Emily, I think it's okay to take breaks. Yeah. And I was just like, really? Like that doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. Um, and I, I do think, I do think that sometimes fighting for your relationship with God means breaking up with the church for a season. Mm. I, I get that that's a slippery slope, yeah. but personally, I think that was a very important part of my journey. Yeah. But also, can I say, I kind of think church is unavoidable. Mm. I, I think that we'll find, we all find some sort of, okay. Okay. We're going to go kind of heady for a second. Um, in defining religion, we use four C's. Okay, so it's code, creed, cultist, community. So it's um, what do you believe, creed, what kind of things do you do, code, like what are the rules, cultist, what are our practices, and then community, the people we do it with. I think we all are innately religious if we use that definition. And so sure. even when I was not in church, what did I find? I found a group of people right. who we had things to do. We had rules and we had something that we believed. Hmm. Like, I don't know why I'm saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't either because I'm not in your head. But I thought it was good. I think that's interesting. So you have an like, you have an interesting as as the good scientist that I am. You can now compare your time out of the church and your time back in the church and the process of deconstructing. Where what was the most healthy and unhealthy part of your deconstruction out of the church and have there been any healthy or unhealthy parts of your continued deconstruction now that you're back in the church I think the the part that was most I'm not I don't 
I might use different words than healthy and unhealthy, if that's okay. Sure. I'd push but I know why you're saying... Yeah, great. Okay. Do you want to say more about why you're saying that? No, I would just... I want... I think there's a, a level of self-awareness to find, like, the things that were help, helpful, unhelpful, healthy, unhealthy, good, but whatever word... You can use whatever word you want to define it, but, would like, what it was... I just want to... I'm interested to compare the two. Yeah. Seasons. Well, I would say it... It felt so helpful to be in a season where I didn't feel like I had to pretend. Mm, this that, is when you're out of the trip. Yes, yeah. that was freaking huge. Because before, I was like... Fake it till you make it. Fake it till I make it. Because I was deconstructing, but I was still had that reputation. I was very involved in church in my campus ministry. Like, I, I was, like, the person that you would call to do whatever, like, you know, ministry thing you needed done. Like, I was... I was your girl, okay? And so then... To to be in that space still, but to be where I was, it was exhausting, and I didn't feel seen at all. Mm. And so to say, I'm taking a, a break from church, I was like, I don't have to pretend. Yeah. And that was really, I think that was helpful for a season, and it showed me that that is, it is possible to find community where I don't have to pretend. Sure. I would say unhelpful part of being unchurched for a season was uh, oh okay maybe I'll uh, I wasn't sorry I'm trying to figure out how to say this something peculiar about church is that you have some accountability and you have people who are quote doing life with you processing the big hard questions yeah and I think mm, and I think in my unchurched season, we weren't really doing that. We were just kind of avoiding the hard questions. I was not. I was exhausted every day because it was all that I could think about. Yeah. I mean, it was horrible. Like, I, it was a very, very, very hard season because I, I mean, I like, I had to email professors and be like, I, this feels like a fake excuse, but I was like, I was like, I didn't get this paper done because I am having a faith crisis. And they were so cool. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, of course. Everyone yeah. has one of those. And I was like, okay, good. Because it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, there, I had, I was so sick that semester because of how much I couldn't rest. Mm. And I'm not necessarily saying that was about being unchurched. But in a sense, if I didn't have a space where I was able to do that, then I had to do it all myself. Yeah. Not that I wasn't listening to other sources. But I was the curator of it all. Yeah. So it's easy to get in your, like, um, echo chamber. There we go. Yeah. So that's interesting. What then would catalyze the decision to step back into church? I always knew that I wanted to. I, I was very adamant when I was unchurched that, that that was, like, a break and not, like, a... breakup. Yeah, truly. That was important to me. I think I felt like I needed a breather to just be like, okay, okay, okay. Um, to step back into church, I needed a place that wasn't, that wasn't like, for lack of a better term, kind of triggering. Like that wasn't like, it didn't make me feel like I had to go back to that church, Emily, church, Emily knows exactly what to say and how to say it but that I'm not church Emily 
Right. And so, like, even it was interesting, like, you came to one of my comedy shows yesterday, and you were like, comedy Emily is a little different than church Emily. Yeah. But even still, now the church that I'm at, at the well, I am I feel so much more free to be, to, like, be honest and open. And I don't feel like I have to pretend when I'm there. Mm. And I think that was a big reason why I was willing to step back into church is because my true deconstructing self was was truly welcome and not only welcome but actually having my voice valued yeah which was crazy for a lot of reasons sure so i want to push even because i think at the crux of our question for the day is like deconstruction at the church should we do it in the church you know what i mean like there's some question of what is the relationship between the two and so, and all we can do is talk from our own stories, right? Absolutely. We can't talk for other people. And so I would just push even deeper into that question of like the first Sunday you decided to go back to any church. I don't know if the well was the first one it you was. went back to. So talk me through that day of like you woke up and you said, this is what I'm doing and why it wasn't like, I'm just going to not be a part of the church for one more, like not getting, not a part of the church. I guess that's an unfair thing, but why not just sleep in one more Sunday? What about that Sunday was different? So I knew that when I moved back to St. Louis, I wanted to enter back into the church space. I knew that I wanted to get through, like, being, it was my last semester at college. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this semester off. And then when I get back there, like, after Christmas break or whatever, then I want to enter back into the church space. And I'd seen your wife, Annie, post about the well. And I was like, seems pretty dope. Like, I'll try it. Um... And it was, it was a pretty emotional day for me. Like, it was, in a, like, there was a, a sense in which I really felt home again. Like, I felt like I had left and was back. And also, I remember we sang, like, um, uh, I would think we sang, like, Reckless Love or something, you know? And Such it was just hand. talking about, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was just talking about, like, uh nothing like nothing will stand in God's way of coming after me and I was just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was reminded of I truly went there and for the first time in that whole semester I was reminded of God's love for me Mm. because I had just gone through a season where I was like I stepped down from leadership from my campus ministry wasn't going to like Sunday church like it was (sighs) I felt like it I wasn't I didn't belong anymore and so to get into a space that is so welcoming and a space that where we talked about God and I remember so distinctly you said I think we were going through Galatians and you said Galatians is a letter where people are wrestling with what it means to follow Jesus. And the like weight that came off my chest, I was like, Oh, I can totally get on board with that. Like that is true to what I'm doing and that sure. is true to my experience. You didn't get up there and you said Galatians is about to tell you exactly what to do and yeah. there's no conversation. Yeah. And so did that really answer your question? I was kind of just telling you. I think experience. so. I mean, so I guess I'm pushing to the pressure point of like, I think at least in your story and you would like, I said we the safest place to deconstruct it in the church. And I think we should deconstruct in the church mm-hmm. and you found your way back there. And I'm just wondering for people that are in a space, is it like, I don't know, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to ask, but like, I think helping people understand, like it's about finding the right Christian community to do it in and not like say I'm not doing it like I'm going to do it on my own because that's my like what I was trying to I think push to is like I think left to your own devices like for years on your own like I think that could be really not healthy 
to just yeah. like be like I I'm agree. never entering. And I think you and your personality, you would find people and you'd create a community maybe. But like I wonder and not in like a controlling or manipulative way, but like where you would be in your journey if you said I'm only gonna do this solo, Emily. I think it would be different. I think I'd still be pretty mad all the time. Yeah. And pretty exhausted all the time. Yeah. But like I guess I also want to be honest about the fact that there aren't wells everywhere. Yeah. I'm not talking about literal wells. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think that's always possible. Yeah. Maybe that's really negative, but I think, I mean, I think it's really easy to say that, yes, it's the safest place. It's a lot harder to find a safe place sometimes. Sure. That's an interesting discussion, actually. So, like, I think, because I don't think the well is the, the coolest church in the history of the world, and I don't think we're doing everything right. But what about our community at the at the baseline level of it do you feel like so if someone's searching for a community to do it in uh-huh. and like a safe community what about the well created that space for you and maybe uh, as, no, sorry. and as other people are like looking for a church like maybe they're wondering like well what are some markers I should look for what created the safe space for me is a place where my questions we were all really welcome to wrestle a place where non-Christians actually feel very welcome in the space mm-hmm. i think that's wild yeah. like we have a we have a buddhist who comes every week mm-hmm. and reflects on the claims of jesus yeah and feels very at home at the well yeah that's why like that's something so cool that we have a space where we're allowed to wrestle with that but again like i said earlier and maybe this is specific to me as someone who longed to be in a leadership role but wasn't allowed to as a woman to have to not only say your questions are welcome here, but they're actually welcome at the pulpit and in the microphone. I mean, that, I think that creates a safer space for everybody. Yeah. If you got up there every week and you're like, guys, I am crushing the faith journey, <laughs> that would not be a safe space. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I think of it like just the cumulative effect of you preaching the mm. first time, like it did actually have like people came up and I think I told you, it's like someone had emailed me about how the way you articulated something like it clicked for the first time and Mm. that was really cool but on the other side like people were just like seeing you up there i think the optics of it and the reality of it was like oh i can see myself there i can also like she doesn't have a seminary degree right she's yeah so i think and that's not why we had you preach for like an an optics thing because it looked great but (laughs) i think it is like it preaches to who we're trying to be and i think so as people are looking for that community i think that's a great reminder and markers like look for a place where you're valued it doesn't mean that you have to like preaching is not the only valuable thing you can do no but a place where you're valued and your voice can be heard and you don't have to be the person that has all the answers yeah so i was thinking like just thinking about this year of a journey a year ago today i my denomination that i was in was having their same like big meeting that they are having right now again okay um where everyone gets it sorry all the, all the men get together and decide things um sorry uh <laughs> and <laughs> uh and last year i was so mad every day of big that yeah, just because you're like watching it from afar and like seeing the decisions that were made and having absolutely no voice yeah. and i was just i've been reflecting today actually like a year ago today I felt so helpless in my church phase. I felt like I didn't have a voice, and the only way to have a voice was to marry a guy who had a voice in that room. 
and hopefully he cares what I say. Sure. Um, I mean, that's what some like someone told me. Like they were like, "Oh, I'm fine with it because my husband's in there." And I was like, "Well, that's good for you." <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then and then to be told by a pastor like, "Well, this wouldn't bother you if you had a high enough view of scripture," like that is so hurtful and feeling so angry and feeling like I was so wrong to feel angry and discouraged. Like that, that pushed me away because the other thing, I think the reason why people leave church in deconstruction is because people react in so much fear that you don't think you belong there. Yeah. You think, well, I'm just ruining everyone's day and making everyone feel like they failed me because I'm, because I'm talking about this. And I had to step away just to, like, deal with my anger and frustration and maybe not feel like I was crazy because mm. that's how I was kind of responded to. And to think about now, I'm sitting here on a podcast with my pastor who has let me preach and cares what I have to say and who welcomes questions. Like, Emily, a year ago, couldn't have dreamed of this. Yeah. It's, that was just kind of nostalgic, but I just, like, I guess I wanted I wanted to share that because it's that's what's been on my heart this week and like I I don't know if I would have ended up at the well if I didn't take a break. Yeah. And I know that's maybe that makes you uncomfortable to encourage taking a church break. No, it doesn't make me uncomfortable like and it's I think people should. I've like thought about this before like I don't I have very little time in my life that I've ever taken a break from the church since I started in it, right? Yeah. And Sometimes I'm like, I wish I could. There's, but there's a reason, like, pastors take sabbaticals. Yeah. Like, it's built into, like, our role as pastors to take a break from the church. Mm. And I think we view it, again, from, like, a scarcity thing. Like, I think a pastor say, don't take a break because that means I have one less person in service and my attendance is lower. And I have one less person mm. they can give or whatever. And I think the reality, if we're looking at the totality of the person and the journey that they're on, in church is not just one hour on one day to take a break from attending the business meeting isn't taking a break from the church like you're still in covenant community with other people communion as our good friend the other night would have said uh we're still in communion with one another um just because we're not attending the meeting doesn't mean we're not a part of the church i like that yeah so like my status as being a part of the church didn't and when I left a church building or a church building. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you left a denomination. Yeah. You left a physical church that you were attending, but you never left the community of believers that you were a part of. You maybe took some time to do things on your own. But I mean, like, uh, the universal church. Yeah, I didn't leave that. I left the community of believers, largely. Yeah. A community of believers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. The community I was a part of. Yeah. A community I was yeah. a part of. And that was super lonely. Yeah capital c community i thought you were gonna say capital c lonely and i was like okay <laughs> someone can't spell this morning yeah i can't spell that actually so. <laughs> oh well i think the church like to the point of what we're talking about like i think the church can be maybe not always is can be a helpful place for deconstruction to happen and when i say church though i don't necessarily mean the one hour on one day. like the community you said the the C's you threw out there. Like, mm -hmm. I think that community, that thing is really important. Like, to find that group of people to be a part of and do things I with. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Honestly, I thought you were going to be way more like, you got to go to church. Yeah. Um, we keep trying to find things to fight about. And we're just, like, <laughs> gassing each other can up. We just, 
our our good friend and producer Dustin was like, you guys just agree with each other all the time. So we came in today like we are gonna fight it out, and we keep being like, that's a good thought. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen sometime. <laughs> One of these days, maybe. One of these days. Um, but yeah, I think I and I think it's on. I really do believe it's unavoidable. I do believe deconstruction needs to happen in community. Because I've done it alone, and it sucks ass. I just, it's okay. I, was like, I just said ass. Um, but, like, I think, I just, I think it's okay. If I just want to say to people, if you are in the season where you're not in a typical church space, I think that's okay, and I actually think it might be the most spiritual thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like, to take the time to be alone to be in your own space for a while is good who did that oh jesus oh good i didn't know the answer (laughs) (laughs) um but again like you he came out of the wilderness people came out like there's eventual call Mm. back to being in community together and i think that's where i was trying to push you to say like yes it's healthy to spend time with yourself it's also not unhealthy to know that one day the call and the challenge might be to enter back into some version of a community with people. Absolutely. But also it's okay to take your time. I hated the loneliness of my deconstruction so much that I, that's why I was so exhausted because I was working day in and day out. All my brain power was trying to get deconstruction done so that I could find a place I belonged, have a community again, and be fine. Not that I had, like, no friends, and I, I feel like I'm sounding like I just was by myself. Yeah. Sometimes I was, but, yeah. um, like, I, I forgot what I was saying. By myself. Yeah. It, oh, oh, it's okay to not rush it. Yeah. Yeah, you've said this before. Yeah, um, it's, that's a really big deal to me. I'll yeah. keep saying it. And that the point of deconstruction isn't to immediately get to this idea of reconstruction. Like, I think it eventually happens, but I think you've had this conversation. Like, people wanted you to go through it just to get to the other side of it. People just called it my reconstruction so that they could, they'd be like, how's your reconstruction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just tell me that you're afraid. Yeah. That's kind of dark, but I mean that. You don't call it reconstruction. Just tell me that you're scared for my salvation. Because yeah. that's what I hear when you say that. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm in kind of a fiery mood this yeah. morning. Yeah, not fiery enough to fight with me, though. So. <laughs> Just to fight with our hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on church? I think it's great. I've committed my <laughs> life to it. You'd say you're generally pro-church? I'm pro-church, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I've invested a lot of my time and life into the church. And I think it's valuable not because of that. It's because it's what Jesus challenges us to be a part of, to not do life alone, but to do with other people. So so maybe potentially, who knows, someone is listening to this who is in a church leader position. What would you tell them about, again, not that the well does it perfectly, but I have found a safe place to deconstruct in the well. Like, what would you tell them it looks like to be a pastor that a create a safe space for deconstruction yeah i think you just have to be a lot more comfortable like looking stupid and you have to Mm. be a lot more comfortable not having all the answers and you have to be a lot more comfortable um also hearing people say things that you disagree with like one of the things i hold a lot of space 
for hearing people say things that I don't agree with. And I have to like not always come in to say like, well, let me tell you why you're wrong. And to allow there to be more of a conversation than like a lecture from my side. Um, because that's like an assumption people might make like, oh, like he's re-, like, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on things people say. I think people say a lot of really dumb things and things that I think are wrong. But to like be in a space with people, my job isn't just to like be corrective. It's to be in community. With mm. And I think that would be my challenge is to not feel like you have to have all the answers, have it all together. It's also just messier. Like it's harder. We've talked about this several times is the black and white's easier. The gray is a lot harder to drudge through. And I think that's a hard part about it. And so being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is a part of being a leader in a space that allows deconstruction. Yeah. I'm for sure going to pull that out as a clip that we put on TikTok. I finally got one. <laughs> you just come in with flashcards with little like bits that you're just ready to say. Yeah. I stayed up last night just writing little things, like one-liners <laughs> that I could say. Just um, zingers for TikTok. Yeah, zingers. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think... I hope that answers the question. I hope we've we've tackled the task, so to speak. But that would be my encouragement. I always ask you what yours would be. Mine would be that, like, try not to avoid church mm-hmm. if you can. And if you're a leader, try to create a space where people aren't repelled from church and feel like they have to avoid it. Create a safe space for people. Yeah. It's and I think, I think sometimes that looks like rethinking things. Yeah. Because I think in our church, uh, the congregation is a predominantly like a de-church congregation. And so to think like, okay, maybe there's actually thoughts about not doing things how they're typically done, even if there's not anything like inherently harmful in them, because it it makes them feel unsafe. Yeah. A great example is we do communion the way we do it, not because I like it or it's great, but because it triggered a lot of our de-churched people having to come up and receive communion. Mm. It triggered a transactional thing, which I personally, again, like I don't, I think that's silly, but I'm not triggered by it. And so we found a way to do that in a way that let people experience the grace and the goodness of Holy communion without being triggered by things from their past. Because you weren't so married to the one way to do church. Right. And I think that's where we go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this was a good conversation. I just really wanted to talk about it and say, like, yes, church is great. I think it should be the safest place to deconstruct. I think it often is not. Um, but if you're not there right now, I really do think it's okay. And I think it's part of the journey. Yeah. It sucks, but I think sometimes it's part of the journey. That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and now we hash it out. <laughs> um Well, yeah, thanks for listening and embrace the journey. 